This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Good evening and welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast, where we've got a very, very busy show for you indeed. We've got the Irish 2000 Guineas, we've got Haydock, we've got Goodwood, we've got TV races at York, the whole works, and we've got our best bets coming forwards right now. And joining me is my superstar uh, panel, which is John Lang. Good evening, John. Hello. Yeah, are, you ba- are, you, are you bouncing after Lionel today? Well, I'm dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I wish I was today. I, I can honestly say my punting is, if someone offered me 15 minutes with my ball sacking advice at maximum pain threshold, I'd probably take that over what I've lost today. So, Some people like that. <laughs> so, that so, so, so that's my stance on, on, this, on, on today's proceedings. I'm Quentin, extra for that. Good evening to you, sir. Welcome back to the show. Evening, Lee. Evening, all. Yeah, yeah. We hope you've got some big bullets for us. And um, mm. last and certainly not least um, is superstar trainer and professional punter Neverlander. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. Right. Evening. Okay. Okay, chaps. We're going to get straight on with it, and we'll go to our best bets. And um, hopefully, we'll carry on our good form. I think. I think we're doing quite well. We're thirty percent return on investment as all tipsters on bar stewards so far. So we're fiddling the prices of course but that's what we do um got a fiddle everyone loves a good fiddle of the prices i mean something like price wise and everything else anyway third best bets john lang you're bouncing after lionel today so i'm coming to you first today um my third best bet is bastille in the 220 at york um people will remember me flagging this one up after its debut uh, happy Tim hasn't done the arse any service since, running at very sharp, undulating tracks that haven't suited this. I think on a galloping track here, handicap debut, he's probably got maybe £5 pound more than expected, but uh, I think this is worth a pot against some fairly exposed types on a, on a galloping track. He's got a nice enough draw, and uh, I'm happy to rock along with him. I, I think we'll see a very much improved performance. So Bastille, a stall three draw um, for, for for John. That's probably going to play in the horse's favour, I think. That's where you sort of want to be, centre ish, or has been at York. So are you happy? Are you, are you, do you say you're going each way, John? All in for Carbon. Straight win. All in, straight, straight one point win. And we'll leave you the 22s with Denise Kurtz. Lovely. Yeah, Stoke on Trent. Denise, friend of the show. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be nice if she sponsored the show. 22's Bastille for John. Uh, one point win there in the 220 at York. Thank you, John. Neverlander, I'm coming to you for probably an Irish 2000 guineas bet, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably not, no. no. Uh, we'll come to the, the, the guineas later on, no doubt. Uh, well, my hands are quite literally, not literally tied, but I, I do stick to the jumps. Yes. And there's not a, a great deal to go on this weekend. It's either Fakenham on Sunday, which is a, a pretty moderate card, or Stratford on 
tomorrow evening and it's Stratford that I've been um, doing all my homework upon and my third best bet is in the 7.30 at Stratford and it's a horse that I'm not convinced he wants to go on the turf. All his, his, his form on the flat is on the all weather but he's been sent hurdling and he's got enough quite a good mark I feel off 92. Crimson King in the 7.30 at Stratford is my third best bet. He's been running in far better company than what he'll encounter tomorrow night. And three or four last runs on the flat have been good. He's been running to marks of around mid-70s. Well, when you consider he's running off 92 over hurdles. And they've upped him in trip to two miles and six furlongs tomorrow evening. He was basically a stayer on the flat. The opposition is so poor, it is very difficult to even get any enthusiasm from his rivals. So I'm going to take a chance that he will go on the turf. I'm certainly not convinced that he's as good on turf as he is on on the all-weather, but the ground's going to be good. He's got very little in opposition, and I've got a feeling that he could be a reasonable price. He certainly won't be favourite. Crimson King, my third best bet, 7.30 at Stratford. Good stuff. So one point win for Nev. That's three to one available again. Oh, three to one. Three. To, I'm sorry, Nev. Carpet. I mean, do you remember the other week, Nev? Your nap. It was tremendous. You, 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 your yeah. nap. Oh, it drifted right out into yeah, it. Seven, seven to four. Nev says that's a great price. If Nev says yeah. something's a great price at seven to four, seriously, this is this is. Racing post betting forecast. I've got Crimson King at six to one. Yeah. And and well, I know. I know they're not laying that, but that's there. No, but I mean, so so Nev said seven to four for this this horse in Ireland. It bolts up about seven point nine two Betfair SP. Bolts up, absolutely bolts up. Yeah, I know. Neville Neville's won forty seven thousand. Yeah, I took myself into the odds. <laughs> <You know, laughs> absolutely, you know, and and this is what I'm saying. Listeners on this show should listen to Neville if he says something. Is is value at, at, at a short price? Never. No, I don't often say that though. So no, no, you don't. Exactly. It's 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 a tip in itself. So Crimson King for Nev kicks things off at three to one for the seven thirty at Stratford. For you wrist litters that's had a bad day, you can go to Nev for Stratford advice, and hopefully you'll get us all out of trouble uh, tomorrow after we've done our plums. Um, that's 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 the bar stewards tactics uh, for this weekend. Okay, Quentin, coming to you for your third. Match. My third best bet was going to be Bastille at York, but I'm, I'm going to go with a different Happy Tim horse and put up Northcliffe in the 407 at York. Um, he caught the eye on debut at first, gone soft ground, ended up further back than ideal, kept on. Um, he's been shaping like six furlong would suit, similar at Hamilton last Sunday, I think it was two Sundays ago, slightly slowly away on the back foot, ended up off the rail, um, which hasn't been a bad thing at Hamilton, but in two-year-old race, I'd, I'd much rather horses have a rail. Uh, kept on, stayed on well enough. The form form and time have a, a solid look to it with Spirit of Xanadu winning well, very well in a good time at Red Car the other day. Uh, a few in the race I don't like. Uh, looking for Linda, one well, poor time at Nottingham. Uh, raced against, I think it's four or five newcomers that were green as grass. Brad Zeal's uh, price tripled uh, as a two-year-old, but happy Tim knows the family well and a damn jet to throw a winner. That's 15 to 2 in a place, it seems fair enough. Draws a nagging doubt in 10, but I think the price overcompensates for it. 
Yeah, good stuff. I, I like the step up in trip for for that Quentin. I've got a note saying it wants it wants six furlongs, and and Tim obviously left it a bit short on debut. Is the paddock note so fifteen to two available? The draw is the one query. Obviously, Quentin would be screaming about this if this was drawn, probably a bit lower as as, as York tends to play. But that's not the be all and end all. Fifteen to two for Quentin for his one point win bet in the four oh seven. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, uh, I'll go to my third best bet. And- and it goes in the 255 at York, which is the uh, at, at the five furlong sprint, decent sprint handicap. Uh, my one point win here goes on Alligator Alley, um, formerly trained by the Baby Joseph, got an injury, went to David O'Mara, has been building up fitness and has shaped really well on both starts. And like I said, I think draw again could be key here. I, I do like the stall again for Alligator Alley. I, th- I think that's a key race last time at York. That's a real key form race, really strong form. I know Jawal's running. He's in stall one, but this is not Jawal's track over five. York tends to be a, a breakout and roll kind of track. And I, I, I don't think Jawal's patient tactics um, is suited to York at all. I, I think I think he's going to be better probably at Doncaster, somewhere like that. Um, so, yeah, Alligator Alley, I think. And he's third run off a layoff as well. Bearing in mind, sprinters often take some warming up and, and, and getting into form. And I do think, you know, he possibly needed both starts. I know there was confidence behind the uh, uh, the horse last time out at York. But I, I always feel that sprinters just take some some warming up into the, into into peak form. And I think this third run off a layoff angle for Alligator Alley is probably big, big, big for Omara and Jason Watson books. So that's where my one point win goes at nine to two. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll start us again. I'll start us all again for, for, for the two pointer kind of makes sense. Going to go to the two o'clock at Haydock, um, to carry on my, uh, blogger run of, of tipping, tipping short price horses. Um, uh, someone's got to do it. It's, it goes to the two o'clock Haydock, the, the, the two mile stay handicap and Bandinelli is a, is a massive favorite of mine because he, he hides so much ability in that he only ever does enough. He's a complete grinder. I think the mother was related to old Persian, etc. I, th- I think there's, there's lots of, yeah, yeah, she was, she, she was, um, she's a half sister to old Persian and that, that kind of family line. And this horse is a real grinder, and I would recommend. In fact, I'm going to recommend it now also that you take a prize for the Northumberland Plate because I, th- I think this will. If if Bandinelli wins this, I do think he'll be a strong favourite for the Northumberland Plate on the day. That's the sort of mid-season target for this horse. I do think he'll be a stakes horse. Wouldn't want too much rain, which they're currently having at Haydock, so you might just want to hold off, hold off your bets. Uh, until the morning, until you're satisfied that the ground is good. But bearing in mind the switching tracks tomorrow, you've got fresh ground there at Haydock. And I I, I, I just think that maybe Bandinelli, if it's good ground, I'd be totally happy with that horse tomorrow at 11 to 4. I think he, I think he wins. I, I really do. I don't, I don't think anything in here can hold a candle to him. Him off 98, he's better than that. So I think 11 to 4 is value. So that's where I'm going to go for my two-point win bet at 11 to 4. Bandinelli! Okay. I want to come to you. Who shall I come to? Uh, Quentin, for your second best. Uh, my second best bet comes at Goodwood in the 1345, the three-year-old seven furlong handicap. Um, it's not really much I like in the race, to be honest. Um, Gisburn is the one that the, the pin has fallen on. Uh, he's got the ground there's, I think it's a, an issue everywhere. You, there's, there's a bit of rain forecast all over the country, but it's, what did you have it on times today, Lee? Good to soft, soft it's, in places, that sort yes, of thing? Yeah, 
after the first, but having said that, the first two-year-old today has clocked a really good, really good, really good figure. Um, I, I, I said good to soft after the first two-year-old, thinking, well, it's a two-year-old. Um, but the round track certainly rode, rode quite slow. So I would say I would say good to soft, soft in places, Quentin. So is, is that what you agree with? Sort of? Yeah, that, that's what I had it saying. I think it'll dry up overnight. Probably it will. you're probably looking good to soft. Maybe maybe good to soft, good in places tomorrow. Come the come the race, but it should be fine for Gisburn. Um, his best form comes with cutting the ground. Um, you got several horses here who don't really have decent form. River Pride, uh, big big effort at HQ, but had the benefit. The rail war in heaven looks looks tricky. My Dabawi, uh, very much an all weather page. Um, I don't think they, they came stand side in the latter races today, but I don't think that'll be the case early on tomorrow. Um, she, Got a nice draw in four. He should bounce him out and uh, sit handy. Uh, physically, he looks one that will do well from two to three. And he did well at Newbury uh, to win coming off the pace, um, given the, the fractions weren't too strong. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got a bit more upside, given he'll handle the ground. Uh, six to one, I think he is. Uh, seems more than fair. I can see that shortening up, given, given ground doubts about many others in the race. Yep, six to one Gisborne for Quentin for his two points win with Denise Kurtz again, friend of the show. So yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's a nice bet. Quentin, any any fears that, that, that about the seven furlongs? Are you okay with that? He's related to a load of sprinters, but he, he shaped on his last start that seven would suit. He's by Ribchester, obviously a miler. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not keen and free in his race. I got I got no issues at all, especially I can't see them running it as an out and out gallop, um, given it's Goodwood. So uh, no issues at all this end. Good stuff. Okay, thank you for that, Quentin. Neville, I'm coming to you. Well, we're, st- we're staying at Stratford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the 8.30 race. Greystoke, trained by the champion dual-purpose trader Alan King. Uh, this horse goes in his first handicap. He's only had three runs over hurdles, which you can almost guarantee that there will be more improvement to come. So, uh, rated 104 is um, an extremely fair rating. I wouldn't say he's ran above that mark so far, but he certainly ran to around 104. But when you consider his ability from the level, when he was running to uh, marks of just beneath 80, it does give give him plenty of um, plenty to play with. You you would feel it. I've always felt as if £50 add to the flat rating to to get the hurdle rating. So there's there's quite a little bit of, of, of improvement to come there. And he looked extremely novice on his opening couple of starts over hurdles. Even when he won the other day at Newton Abbott, he looked like he... Uh, still had a bit of learning to do, but he he won well. It was a, it wasn't a great race, but uh, that wasn't his fault that those behind him were not able to take him to carry to a, a higher mark. Um, he was a, a useful performer for Mick Shannon. They paid forty five grand for him off the flat. He's a fresh horse, and at this time of year for jumpers, that's a um, certainly a, a, a huge pointer in his favour. The opposition. Don't look very good. Scudamore, who heads the weights, has been beaten in uh, claiming company. Uh, and those beneath him look f- fully exposed. Uh, I thought Grandy might be one that could challenge him as he has has been a, was a useful performer in his younger days. But they do seem to make him a non-runner every time he runs these 
every time he's entered, he seems <laughs> to be a non-runner. But that's that's typical of of Susie Best and when her when her husband was training, I think they used to have more non-runners than Richard Guest used to have. I think Grace Stoke will probably win and I'll, I'll probably take this on the way to better things. So he would be my second best bet in a pretty poor race. So that's that's good stuff, Grace Stoke. So are you happy, Nev, with the uh, the nine to four with William Hill? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> About five to one, I thought would be. A, <laughs> so we'll have to take William, nine to four. If ever, if ever, any of you have used a Kelly stake in plan or anything like, what you do with Nev is, if Nev says he likes fives, that means it should be about seven to four. So that that's the, you have to get used to that. that so, yeah, nine so, to four is probably at one hundred and twenty percent there betting to it though, isn't it? Well. Nev, when it goes up, when it goes off five to four hammered and wins seven hard on the steel, you know this five to one is it, it seems you know it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's acceptable. Just about. Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get a bastard's Neville Price scale when he says when he yeah and it kind of works. Yeah. But nine to four for Nev Greystoke. Good luck, Nev. We are two points. Okay. John Lang. Good evening. Good evening. My second best bet of the day. I'm sticking at York. And we're in the 5.15, and this one, many people's favourite tipple, I'm going with Jack Daniel. He, um, <laughs> the, the key to this one, um, he ran really well at Regca, the, the first time up this year, um, after probably not landing on the best of marks, because um, Declan Thames knocked out first time out, and this, this, this did win first time out for him last year. He caught the air really much, I thought. I travelled like a nice sort of horse, um, considering he's out with Dan Silly Mare, and the ground was probably just soft enough for him at Redka that day. And he got a bump just after the three pole, lost his position a bit and dropped right back and then kept on again at the finish. And the note was that he, he lost his right far show in the process. The form could hardly be working out better. Il Bandito, the winner, has since come out and won at York. He didn't win by far, but for me, the race won a long way out. Scottish Summit's run well at Doncaster since. Moss Bourne was made favourite for the old Bandito race at York, but ran unaccountably badly. But Mutanasek, who was fourth, has had two stinking rides, to be honest, finished fourth both times, I think. Um, so the, the, the form's pretty good as it stands before you even start making excuses for Jack Daniel. He's got plenty of early. He's got a, a nice middling draw, which I think in a, a field this size over the seven at York's good. Happy enough with this one, two points win. Good stuff. And it's it's a big price, this one, folks. It's a lovely price. Uh, 16 to 1 generally available everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you like. For, for Declan Carroll as well, 16 to 1 friend generally. Of the show. So, yeah, yeah so, so Declan Carroll, uh, friend of the show, he, he, he follows us, John. And after the uh, revelations that were released on Sunday, I will say no more on that. Good old Declan. Hope you do well there with your second choice, Jack Daniel, um, which I've certainly had. Uh, one or two of those. Um, <laughs> okay, then we'll move on. We'll move on to Max bets. Max, that's this is what this is what punters want. They're all sat there now waiting the trick. Max bets. This is what we like. And Quentin can set the fire going. Go on, Quentin. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to set the fire going with Hilts um, in the 1613 Muscleborough. 
He's obviously a horse that everyone's well aware of now. He's seriously well handicapped. Did well to come off from off the pace in a race that's worked out at uh, Redcar. Ground is the concern, but there's a big band of rain going across uh, towards the Edinburgh region at the moment. Um, he's got a nice draw in two. Step up in trips going to be clearly beneficial. The ground, as I said, is the issue. I think connections will pull him if there's firm in the go, and I think they might pull him if it's just plain straight good. Um, given the red blobs, I think they might be on the on the easy side tomorrow. Nice inside draw, pace with the Johnston horses, three points win, seven or two. Yep, and it's obviously one of Quentin's followers that you know highlighted at the start of the season in our, in our five to follow and 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 absolutely one with bucket buckets full in hand at red car despite not getting the cleanest of runs and etc etc seven or two for quentin um good luck with that mate i'd like you say if it gets the rain it, it, it should run very big indeed okay thank you for that uh nev ender i'm coming to you for your very best okay the nap selection is oh, it's at stratford in the eight o'clock and it's a horse that uh, finally got his head in front of a fences last time out, Darwin, who is now in the care of Warren Greytrex, having previously uh, raced for somebody else. Uh, used to run in Trevor Hemming's colours. I can't remember who he used to train him, but um, he's he's had a seven or eight goes at, at chasing, but it all came together last time in a, a race at Foss Lass. And the race at Foss last, it didn't look anything special at the time, but it's worked out tremendously, tremendously well. He beat Premier de Toise, who is, uh, who has fallen down the handicap and looked well handicapped that day. And he, he beat that horse pretty comprehensively. Uh, prior to that, he finished second to a horse of Bill Turner's called Moretimo, who had won his previous race. Uh, Penny for a pound, who had finished third. Third had won his previous race. Longshanks, who finished fourth, had won his previous race. Rookie Trainer, who's finished fifth, has gone on to win since, as has the sixth horse, Downtown Getaway. So the form's working out really well. Uh, again, as I said earlier on, when I was talking about Greystoke, you need inform horses at this time of year because a lot of them have been on the go a long time and have and are, are training off. It's a soft-looking race. Henry Brook is back riding i noticed that he rode a winner at worcester this evening and he's aboard uh, i think he's got a lot going for him off 125 all right he wouldn't be an absolute shoeing off that mark but he comes into it in a in the form of his life and i, I think he'll win i think three mile three will play to his strengths and uh, he looks a good bet Darwin in the eight o'clock at stratford nev, nev this looks tremendous actually because i mean you've got tom george in um, you know, forgot to ask. Ten-year-old looks looks incredibly exposed. Yeah. Ask a, ask a honeybee. That's the Jimmy White of horse racing. Um, you know, it, uh, Danny Whiz Bang. You know, it, it's you there know. isn't a lot in the races when you when you when you go through the opposition. No. So if I tell you the price now, are you going to get excited? Um, Two to one with Denise Coates. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it all <laughs> to get Nev excited? You need the Irish one at Cork the other week, but Dowid uh, for Never two to one with the Denise, Denise Coates firm. It's probably an eleven to eight chance, folks. You know that's that's how it is. You know Nev ne- ne- ne wants a bit of nine to two. It's He's great not... to have Henry Brook back as well, isn't it? Yeah, Henry Henry Brook, great, great jockey, great jockey, yeah. and, and like Nev says, informed, informed, yep, and absolutely 
the right race as well, with a lot of runners in here with a lot of lot of doubts about them looking through it. So eight o'clock at Stratford. That's 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 the bet when we're, when we're all when we're all fucked after a really bad day of um, <laughs> betting on scra- on flat scrap all day. Nev's going to get us out in the eight o'clock at Stratford. That's it. And uh, golf club, if you're listening, that's the one that will get you get you your Chinese um, <laughs> Dowin in the eight o'clock at Stratford. Cheers. Um, okay then, uh, we're running down to me and John for our best bets. Uh, I'm going to go first to leave you last, John, because uh, I'm going to be a wanker. And this is what it's all about. It's all about annoying people and 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 putting bets up that really you know and, and making people pissed off. And this is in the 125 at Haydock. <laughs> It's a split staker for me, and I'm very, very confident. I've got high confidence in this. It's not obvious. The first one is uh, what's the Wi-Fi code? Ridden by Tony Coiler. Uh, trained by Tony. <laughs> not ridden, I hope. Tony Coiler. Uh, the Coiler of Malton. What an idiot he is. I mean, I mean, he, he, <laughs> he's, you know, I mean, the horse absolutely bounds up uh, Doncaster on reappearance. Absolutely pisses up. Beats one Pips Pride that's that's won, uh, I think, a, a couple since or or has won and placed since. You know who owns that, though, Pips Pride. I do, but I'm not going to mention it on the no. show. I actually do. It's good. His strong form is that. And then, so what does the coiler do? He takes it to Ripon twice. Oh. The, the first time... Right, he doesn't handle the track. The first time it hit the rail, it was all over the place. Didn't know what it was doing, as if to say, "What the hell are these undulations?" And then, so what does he do? He goes there again, and and he's held up out the back. Mates, late mates, late ground. Shapes like the best horse in the race. Coiler, what are you doing? But he's done the right thing now. This is the right thing to do, Coiler. You've done it. You've but you, Johnny Pate on board. Um, you know, like. This is this is this is absolutely mustard at six to one. You know, if, if you want an each way bet, and some are paying four places as well. If you want to be really flimpy, how is this out the four? It won't be. It literally, has got an outstanding chance. Uh, will improve on the rip and runs substantially. Um, so six to one's massive. That's the first part of the split state wanker bet. One point five points win, and the second one, one point five points win, is Lon Clune at twelve to one. Trained by Daniel Kubler, not a friend of the show, slagged us off on Twitter once for abusing him. And rightfully so. Yeah, he was right. Nicola Curry is in the saddle, which, whatever. But um, Long Clume has shaped extremely well on the all weather. And uh, Long Clume managed to win a mile and a half maiden at Kempton. And then wasn't disappointing last time, despite the finishing position. People will think, well, that's a that's a poor running fourth. You know, it looks quite exposed. They went no pace. Uh, Long Clume was sort of held up off it. And Jack Mitchell was very, very tender on Long Clume in the closing stages. I like that. I like to see that. No chance of winning. If, if he'd have been hard on the horse... The horse could have finished very, very close, I'm sure, but or, or, or sort of like on the heels of the, the leaders without without winning. If you, but he just thought, no, what's the point? So he just eased off. I like that, and they've saved this for another day. Um, the mother was a half sister, believe it or not, to Whipper and Divine Proportions. Um, this is serious, serious breeding on the on 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 the dam side, and this this horse has got a lot of progression in it. So long clume. Uh, for me, for the Kublers. Um They're very good off absences at getting them ready as well. So 12 to 1 is my other split state 1.5 points win. So there we go. That's my wanker bet. At least it's not obvious anyway. John, coming to you for your best bet. 
crazy with the nice courts this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be saying, get your knickers off the nice, we're going in dry. <laughs> um, so, um, and I don't know how to follow your uh, audition to be Tony Kyle's race planet, like. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure we'll be on the phone to Jason in the yeah. Asking her an email, Addy, or something. Anyway, Lee, you can get your klaxon ready. It will be no surprise to anyone that I'm going three points win in the fourth team at Muffy. <laughs> and um, all over helps. Bang. They should have run at York. He'd have won. But they decided to take him out and go here. I've had a look at this race. Um, there's only been two previous run-ins. Both won by hold-up horses. So that's allayed any fears on that front, I think. He's better off with Zimmerman than when he beat him at Redger. I think he was getting £4 at Redger and now he's getting 10 I can't have Zimmerman beating him. As for the rest, Bella Van Annadale looked an absolute turd under pressure at Southerl. <laughs> Campesi should have got beat three length at Bath where he sat and watched the race when the Thing in the Sangster colours got the ride of all rides. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The handicap of sorted Ponce Olius of the Kilts. Talking of Ponce's, Charles Street looks an out and out Ponce. Trojan Horse <laughs> had the run of things at Chester and couldn't win and has gone up for it. And State Legend's been hammered for a winning an egg and spoon at Donny. Mm-hmm. Providing the Kilt not at um, the shirt, rather, has not had £27 up his sleeve all, all year while he's been bringing this thing along. We will win this, no question. Bang! Bazooka! Yeah. That's the Bastards Claxon raised as Hilt uh, is a Bastards special. 7 to 2, lump on. Uh, I hope that's big enough for you uh, to, to, to get involved. Uh, I think it is. I think it's a, a well handicapped horse, and I think Hilt will win. win Tomorrow, I, I agree. I agree with both of you guys. I think, think it's a very well handicapped horse. Okay, we'll move on to the TV race preview section. It's very busy, indeed. <laughs> uh, Eleven races. Eleven races for you that love ITV. I never watch ITV. I have to. I have to get all the gossip off John and everyone else that, that says, "Do you hear what he said or she said?" Or, you know, that's that's how we do sermons. I, I get gossip. Okay, we'll go to the 125 at Haydock, and I've tipped in this. Um, so I've got to sit this one out. Um, any any thoughts on this, chap? Oh, my notes on Le, Le, well, the French the French spelling, the Dan Kubler horse. Um, did well to get as close as she did last time out. Not hard pressed at all. More to come, likely going to drop. Uh, Sire very good on soft ground and damn winner on soft also. Um, if it rains, I'll be a backer of her. Um, I'm not too keen on her on, on rattling fast, but you said earlier it's, it's raining there. It was raining at the last race. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if there's any any sort of dig in the ground, then um, I'll, I'll be all over her tomorrow. Screaming Petrus, that's, as I said, what, two weeks ago, I think's a fucking hound, a high head carriage, ran into the rail at Wolverhampton and didn't really look to have learnt much. Uh, that Ascot, for all, for all it drops in grade. Um, yeah, I'm all over the Kubler horse. The, providing the ground proviso. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I mean, like, if you look at Glen Eagles, the sire anyway, he does quite well on quicker ground as well. I think he's quite a good sire. He's just all weather. 
think Glen Eagles and all weathers like really poor. It's something like 0.89. Uh, extra over expected, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think the switch to t- any any kind of turf will do for Glen Eagles, but I take your point because the mother did win on soft, and I would I would probably more com- comfortable if the ground if there was a little bit of cut in the ground, but yeah, thanks, Quentin. Uh, John Neville, I can't add anything to what's already been said on this race, in all honesty. No, I can't really. I, I, I agree that I, did, I didn't think what's the Wi code handled ripping at all, but I'd be very unsure as to whether he wants to go this far in in softening ground yeah if the yeah i suppose if, if the ground does come up soft the, the trip is the doubt like you never i'd have preferred if this was 10 probably for what's the wi-fi i could mm. but I, I, I don't i don't see 12 in as a hindrance if Pate gets him gets him in the right spot just just traveling and just held up like 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 he's rode him at ripon really um just on the point of naming horses i remember when, when this horse ran first time for coiler and I couldn't believe somebody had called a racehorse "What's the Wi-Fi code?" <laughs> it's a, it's it's a shit name. Isn't it? it is, isn't it? It is. It's like it's a bit like what should we call this? And then and it's like someone said at the dinner party. They're all having a dinner party. You can just see it. What's the Wi-Fi code, Mildred? Apparently they named it because it was a, it was a syndicate that owned it to start with, and they all all the people in the syndicate offered the, the names, and this one came out as the. As the, yeah. the house is a lucky name, but it's, it's yeah. a shite name. Dreadful name. I, 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 I agree with that. Terrible. Terrible from connections. Two o'clock here, Doc. That's the, the two my half tips in this. I've got there. Quiet. Any any views on this, chaps? I thought, all right, Sunshine had a decent chance. It goes very well here. Well capable after this start of market. Go for me in a fairly open race. Yeah, Kenny Dog Leash. Um, you know, obviously couldn't beat that well handicapped enemy at that. that Enemy thing that ran at Musselburgh that mm. nearly won the were it Cigaro it nearly won after that enemy um got on yeah it was Cigaro yeah yeah got on got a troubled trip on the rail yeah yeah absolutely solid off that mark John uh, I think if you're playing in running you might just keep an eye on on Miranda because she has looked very dodgy at the start and with some stalls it might just she might just refuse to race completely. Yeah. That's just on the point of in running. If you're looking to get those drone pictures out, boys, tomorrow <laughs> the drones, the drones are keen tomorrow. You to race tomorrow with posh Megan sat atop. You know when you see stall three open and it's it's the Hamlet cigars advert. You know that's what that's when Nev's in taking. I, the, I thought Valley Forge looked quite interesting because it won the Melrose didn't it last year for, for Andrew Balding, yeah, um, and was a good third in a in a race that's worked out well subsequently. Do you, do you I not think it's looked an absolute bastard since that Melbourne? Yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed with its, with its debut in this season, but it wasn't beaten that far. You know, on may you know, I, I'd, I'd be willing to give any horse, you know, one, one. I mean, one. I, I was really impressed with it in the Melbourne. Yeah, and I just think it's been awful since. Yeah, I, like I honestly thought it was one to follow out the Melrose, but. Mm. That's, the handicap has only only given it a pound back since it's since mm. uh, in in three, I suppose three below par runs. It's only been dropped a pound, but yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if it came back to form or or, sh- or showed a lot of improvement. But yeah. you know, it's it's a hot race. I mean, I mean the as you said, the, the Charlie Appleby horse is is certainly improving. Could be anything. Could be uh, I was with Valley Forge. Um, <clears throat> It's kind of again the weather I'd be against it 
against it if the rain did come. I obviously wonder where Melrose clocked a big figure there. Form looks fine. Haydock, the race just wasn't run to suit. They they crawled, they lobbed around, and uh, David Pro would give it give it a poor one to be honest. Ascot, reasonable excuse, soft ground. He just shaped like needing it. At, uh, New market for me, kind of made up a bit of ground, traded two in the two uh, two to one in the run and and just blew up. I I didn't mind him. I still think there's upside off of eighty nine based on the Melrose run. Soft ground, I don't think he wants it. I, I think he wants at least good ground. So it, it's going to be a sit, wait and play. Well, probably right before the off, before I decide what I'm doing on the race. But Ban- Bandanelli, I think you had said you'd liked him for the Yibor earlier in the year when no, he won on the all-weather. I, I did. He's in the plate uh, at the moment. That's that's the mid-season target anyway, the plate. Well, he's got the all-weather form for it, hasn't he? So is he? what, what price is he for the plate? Eight. Fair. Um, I mean, I mean a penalty, though, wouldn't he, if he won this? Don't know how it works to be honest. Uh, it's terrible. Me advising into post bets, and I don't know how it works. I don't. I don't know if you get penalties or not. Don't know. I, I think you would get a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is with Bandinelli, the problem is with Bandi, he's not going to win this by more than three quarters of a length. In fact, if you play the spreads and you, you're doing the old, uh, and, and if you fancy Bandinelli to win, he won't win this far because he never does. He just, he just, he gets there and he grinds. And if something comes to him, he finds that a bit more, and he'll win by a net half a length. That's what he does. My the crazy is Dubois, they're just, they're so tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of the. I advise any running punters tomorrow. If 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 you sort of turn in, it's sort of three out. Bandinelli will probably be. He's got. He will be in the van. And if he if he takes it up or he's in front, and he's he look and there's something travelling upsides him. Look for big prices, Bandinelli, because he 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 won't stop. It's just it's just a case of that's how he is. He, he's a, he's a, he's a deep grinder, deep fried grinder. He's Bandinelli. So so that that's the that's the advice there. You're all wrong. Bandinelli wins. Two thirty-five Airdock. Silver Bowl time. Thirteen to eight. Fab is is a slim and Towser with a with the Colombian kid on board in mighty Ulysses. Any thoughts on this, champ? Yeah, we're a wretched combination of average favourites. Well, you're about Saeed Sahil, John. It's the man that's keeping oh, yeah. Michael I mean, Stout yeah. alive. Yeah, we, we, we can go with the blue and yellow, but um, I, I don't know. I saw this win, I think it was Newmarket last term, and I, I couldn't even put my finger on it, but there was something about it that sort of went against the grain with me. And I, I watched it back a couple of times, and I, I can't really articulate what it was that... <laughs> I, I didn't like what I saw, but I, t- I, t- I certainly couldn't take anything away about this command. I know it's got all the entries going forward. St. James's Palace? Yeah. Um, they obviously think it's a good house. Um, there's, there's just something nagging at me that I think it might have all in it. And I, I, I couldn't for the life of me tell you what it is, but I'm, I'm avoiding it. I'll probably go with Mr. Wilson as an H way alternative and hope the Cromwell character kick in. Uh, Quentin, Neville, any any of you? Uh, mighty Ulysses. He, he obviously didn't stay in the was it the blue ribbon trial, which which has worked out well. He's a big gangly sort of thing, and he travels nice for his round. I'm concerned they'd taken the hood off. To be honest, um, had the hood on last time out. It seemed to do the trick. Yeah, I've got nagging doubts about him. I didn't mind Dirty Old Town. Why draws I a, bet a you bit... didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Royal Royal Mile at Musselburgh has worked out well. A few winners down the field. Um, Atrium won a good time at 
where was it, Ascot, uh, Desert Angels come out and won. I think last Royal placed second on the All Weather yesterday. Um, it was quick away that day. It got on, got on the rail, but uh, set set a fair pace. Um, I think he's overpriced a shade at double figures. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be my way into the race. Okay, dirty old town for Grant. Um, can't beat a dirty old town, Quentin uh, uh, Neville. <laughs> That's Moulton. Good song. Pogues, Pogues made it. <laughs> Is that Moulton Neville, Dirty Old Town? Uh, yes, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's a shit-out. <laughs> Some parts, yeah. Um, um, it's, it would be the first time that um, Gosden has put a good horse in a, in a handicap. He did that with um, that champion mile, didn't he? Ran it at Newcastle and then won the St James's Palace. Yes. Uh, I, it Palace makes the it. market. Yes, that's the one, yeah. It makes the market for it, for everything else, and it? it's going to take forty percent out of the market. I don't know. I'd, I'd, if it was evens, I'd probably lay him. Yeah. But I, I do think he'll probably win. I think that I, he, if he's a, a genuine Group Three, Group Two, or Group One horse, he's going to take some beating off under one, isn't he? But it looks a good, it looks a good race. It, you know, it, Ben Lyon today is do is. Is a very talented jockey. I know he's got his quirks, you know, but so too with most jockeys. But you know, claiming five pounds, it, it takes him down to a a workable mark, than it? Nine stone four. Yeah, ninety six. Um, yeah. I'm a mighty Ulysses fan as long as there's not too much rain in the ground. Um, that Cape, yes, yes. <laughs> we need it. We need some balance on the show. You lot are tipping massive prices, um, and, and and yeah, we, we need me. We need me. To, to hoist the flag. If it um, was sure, if you, let's say you started a silly prize at four to five, you'd take him on, wouldn't you? you yeah, know, of course, yeah. Okay. Uh, th- 13 to eight, uh, if I'm a bookmaker at the track, I'm, I'm about that price. For statistical players, um, the inside draws at Haydock of the mile are no good, which is what put me off the Irish horse. Um, like, it is really bad. Uh, the inside draws on the, on the round track at Haydock are really bad. It, it, you do do your stats. It, 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 for some reason, I know it's like pear shape. It's, it's a hair up like bends out, doesn't it? Um, I think for the mile and two races, but even for the seven furlong mile races, the inside draws really suffer. Now, whether that's because they go too hard into the bends and you, you end up getting chopped for room, and on the inside you have to take a pull if you don't lead. This also will take a lead, though, it might Ulysses. It will. Be. I mean, it's in stall nine. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, Mr. Wilson, I'm on about for, for the inside oh. with Aidan Keeley on board. That you know, I mean, you might have the Irish carrots. Who knows? Um, but but uh, like I said, I, I'm not a layer of thirteen to eight mighty Ulysses. Um, I'm bloggering that one. Um, yeah, selfie stick and all. Um, three ten Haydock, uh, Sandy Lane, um, the Group Two affair. Go Bears, go. Uh, reappeared and did really well. I felt because uh, everyone worried if if it had trained on. Even the trainer didn't know if it had trained on. He actually said, "I don't know if it's trained on." Um, <laughs> it pissed up uh, nine to four favorite. Thoughts here, chaps? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. I, I think Gobesco has got the best form, but I think there might be something in there that will have more scope. You know. So, yeah. which could which could match it. I, I don't think I'd be rushing to take the prize, but I could see it winning, but I could also see a few others winning as well. I, I, I thought it was impossible, to be honest. There's, there's a few in there I don't like. You, you've got the Go Bears Go form errors, kind of our Frank that uh, Newbury last week. 
I went backwards and forwards trying to find something at a, a bigger price. But I, I kind of think the market's not far off. I think the market's in line. There's nothing jumping out as overpriced for me. No. Jump. I think if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say Flaming Rib was quite a solid H-way pork. I think um, that one's got just about as good a chance as go back, go on the figures. And fast ones are right, but I'm, I'm not gagging to have a bet. No, me neither on that, to be honest. Uh, nothing nothing I can add, really, to what you've all said. Uh, 3.45 is the uh, Kazoo Temple Stakes that should be at Sandown. It's a sacrilege. They've took it away from Sandown. They've brought it to Kirkland Tell Wrongs track. What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's obviously just, just clicked into me. Yeah. Um, I... Don't like the favourite, to be honest. Forms at York, Easter Bees have been needing it. I don't think she's going to be cherry ripe for this. Last Crusader was the one that interested me at near double figures, but that seemed to have disappeared as now you're now looking at 8.15 to 2. I, it was obviously massive on the clock at York last time out. I want to believe it, but there's something, like like kind of John with the, the Gosden thing, there's something in my head that says don't believe it. Um, York can occasionally throw up funny times on the on the straight track and yeah yeah that's there's something in my head saying don't believe it so i'm not going to believe it now the prices the the double figures has disappeared um that that was the one that was interesting at double figures if it if it reappears good stuff mate john i see uh i see anthony's not missing 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 a trick with this no great great deal of relief for mondamage fans worldwide <laughs> <laughs> He's not missing in action. He's actually back for his regular weekend turnout. Um, funnily enough, this race, if I could have had four bets this week, I would have been having one in this. I think there's some serious pace on here, and this is the best opportunity Arecibo has had since he ran in the King's Stand last year. Um, the horse loves dropping in and coming late off a searing pace. He'll get that here. The track just about lends itself to a hold-up ride over five. Probably is, wouldn't be as good as Donny or Ascot, but it, it's getting there. I think um, Winter Powers are probably a liability first time out for Tim over this somewhat stiffer track than York. Last Crusader, I, I tend to share Quentin's view that York did look too good to be true, because if you take that literally, it's probably... The pick of the weight, even. Um, so, yeah, Arecibo, I think there's an each-way bet at 28 to 1. I think it's tremendous value to man. Good stuff. Love a price. Mm. Filthy Rossa in the plate as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed for that. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good shout, that. I kind of like, kind of like that. Got some pieces of form last year that would make it very competitive. That King Stan second, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, no. after that, he's run some awful places. Held up where he's had absolutely no chance. Yeah, no, no, good shout. Nev, anything to add? Um, <clears throat> I've been impressed by Twilight Calls when he when he wins, but when he gets beaten, it looks it looks like he's he's nothing. He isn't a group horse, but. On, it, on his wins, he's looked very good. If the ground came up soft, it probably would, would be against him. But I think he's better than his his last run. Yeah, um, wrong part of the track last time. Yeah, he, he seemed to be a bit out on a wing and he, he, he didn't have anything really to race with at Newmarket. Uh, whether he's, he's group two, 
would be questionable. Winter Power, I, I think he's without doubt, she's the class horse of the race, without shadow of a doubt, but Haydock on slowing ground might just be a bit too much for a first time out because you can imagine that Timmy is not going to have a 100% first time and some of these other horses have, have had runs. So uh, I don't know. It, it's it's not a race that really, it's a race to watch and enjoy rather than get involved for me. Yeah. Do you, do you think maybe like Twilight Calls likes a race that falls apart? Where, uh, where, where maybe. Can I think the ground's quite important. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, no, I do, I do like Twilight Calls improving going forward. But there we go. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough card at Haydock. It's not the easiest. We go to Goodwood for their two races. The first one is the one forty five, the William Hill Haraway's uh, handicap, where Quentin has already tipped Gisburn, so Quentin sits lights out for Quentin. No likey, no lighty. And we're <laughs> so it's me, John, and Nev to discuss this. Uh, it's just what... you two because I've got no opinion. No opinion. Well, I'll, I'll start. I'll start off a ten. Obviously, the seven furlongs at, at Goodwood, uh, the low draws are really pronounced. The stalls one to five um, are really good over Goodwood for seven furlongs. It's, it's hard to ignore. It really is. Sometimes I try and beat it and think, well, is, is there some re-? you know like no, it, it is stalls one to five is really good. And I think that's where you need to concentrate on. I do like uh, Quentin's selection. I'm just a bit worried about the seven. Quentin's not bothered, so so he's probably better than me on that. Uh, Alotebi, on soft ground, I'd be very worried for Alotebi. Um, that, that's the only disappointment the horse has had on ground softer than good when it ran behind Canonized at York on, on very soft ground. I think that's... That's the the big worry for, for John Gosling's horse that is currently favourite. Um, I, I do like the horse. It pulls itself up in front. I think it's well-weighted off 89, but I do think that, as I said, the soft ground is, is, is a huge... Even though it's drying, it's a huge worry for me. Um, John, any views? Yeah, I think Mr Hannon's been shuffling his change in his pocket and he doesn't know his balls from his cock at the moment. With <laughs> um it's a bit strange, this. It, it made it all over seven at Sol- Salisbury. And then I, I put a, a betting for it over six at Newmarket when there appeared to be a bit of a pace bias. Dropped, dropped him a furlong and they went and held him up. And I was a bit flabbergasted at that. But he ran really well off a, off a dropped-in run. And I, I get the impression this horse might be improving and they haven't quite cottoned on to that yet. Because um, I, I thought that was an improvement on the on the win at Salisbury, believe it or not, you know, because his, his track position, I think I think he did really well from where he was, and I think I think he can take another step forward. Hey, uh, I think fifteen to two is quite big. I I agree on four. I I, I think the second Tari three that was second swinger at all is is re- is really good form. Yeah, the way they rode him, I think there's every reason to mark it up, you know. The only thing is that it's an oasis dream, Philly, and and you just wonder about if if the ground, you know, if the ground is too soft. But it is like Quentin said earlier on; he's going to dry, and that, I think that's the key. You know, have a have a look to see how much it's dried. It's hard to know with these temperatures. If it gets up to twenty odd degrees, and you know, it you, you might dry out quite quickly. So. But I, I like the form angle, John, and I think you're right. I, I think it's hard to keep an eye on, no matter what, because yeah. I, I think it's going the right way. I think physically as well, I like it physically. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, a typical yeah. 
Yeah. Good shout. Uh, okay, second race at Goodwood is the Festival Stakes. Uh, nine to two, Majestic Dawn heads the market. Um, I think this horse is a bit of an enigma. Um, if this horse settles on the front end and does everything right, it's a very, very good horse and will take the world of beating if it does everything right. You've only got to look at last season's form when it was second to Bay Bridge, beating only half a length. In fact, I can remember me and John discussing that race, thinking how good a thing Bay Bridge was that day. And Majestic Dawn um, gave it the fright of its life. And Bay Bridge has got some lofty entries this season. Majestic Dawn will win this if it does everything right. But that's a big ask because at Chester, it boiled over and went bananas. Any thoughts, chaps? Uh, well, I, I was going to offer Brentford Hope as my selection. I, I, I'm i just very concerned that the trip could be stretching his stamina. He's, he's a class horse over a mile on soft ground. But apart from that, I think it's it's a pretty shit race. I don't think it's... They're all much of a muchness, and there are quite a number of these coming on the back of b- b- below par efforts. So I'd love to see Stormy Antarctic winning, but uh, he's another one that loves Goodwood and loves soft ground. But, uh, well, it is one for the older older brigade, Nev. The, the older horses have a good record in this. I think like six year olds plus yeah. have really really done well over. In well, did he? He won time. this last won year, last, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But but he's he's getting old. He's a nine year old. There aren't that many. Nine-year-olds that can win in listed class, are they? But, no. but he loves the ground. He loves the course. Um, him and Brentford Hope would be my two against the field in the hope that they don't go silly and stretch Brentford Hope's stamina. Good stuff. Um, Quentin, John? I'm very interested in how moving time goes for Atzini tomorrow. I know the yard's in Rotten Farm and chances are they won't appreciate the ground by the first night rock. But I, I'm going to keep a very close eye on this one because I think a fast-run Wolferton at Ascot could play right into this fella's hand. So I want, I want to have a proper look at him tomorrow. Good stuff. Listeners, keep note. Quentin? I had absolutely no opinion at all, to be honest. If Manchester Dawn did too much at Chester, there's there's too many queries with the ground and, and, and the weather. Um, like There's several with... Decent form with cutting the ground, like, like John said, moving times probably more top of the ground horse. So I, I just gave it a pass and, and moved on. Good stuff. Okay, well, we've got three races to go two at York and the Irish 2000 Guineas. So 255 York, the five furlong sprint handicap. Um, I've tipped in the race, so I will sit this one out. So I'll leave it to you three. Dreadful. <laughs> no bet for me. <laughs> Um, I was asked to go through this race by <laughs> a prominent local owner a couple yeah. of years ago um, because he's getting quite excited about one of his and I honestly couldn't get £5 between a lot of these um, I think a lot depends on who edges ahead early on um, unlikely I think this might drop in Jarwell's lap but I think it, it's more likely that they'll keep going. I couldn't put anybody off Alligator Alley, to be honest, off that sort of draw. Um, I think maybe he's Tony Coyle's horse might make it that side and probably Alligator Alley will be thereabouts. But if I had to have a bet, I'd probably chuck in with Shore Long. Yeah. 
Um, I yeah. thought I thought this one did the usual Tim trick, ran a lot better second time up. But last time was hampered at the start and looked to almost back in peak form the time before. It's a nightmare race, but I think at 20 to 1 with a good draw and a good tag into the race from that side, I think Joe Long might just pop up somewhere near about at a big price. Yep, fifth, fifth in the old Coral Cup last year, the, 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 the three year old. Yes, um, it's all right, also, it's best. I mean, it, it can run well here as well, which is never a bad thing, is it? Yep. Um, it's closely weighted with the uh, Coyle's horse, but yeah, I, I agree, John. Could 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 bounce back to form, Joe Mason. Uh, uh, Quentin, thoughts on this? Uh, Zargon was the one that interested me, but that was I had to look for it in the week. Um, Zargon interested me, he's got that decent course form at York, not so much winning form, but um, the draw did for him last time out, two pound down this time, but but again, he's kind of looks scuppered by the draw in 14. Um, yeah. Alligator Ali caught the eye. Jarwal caught the eye again, but no, no, no bet for me. I'll keep an eye on Zargon for when they get better draw back here. Quentin totally agrees. Zargon is very much one to be on. A bit of cut in the ground when it just gets finally gets the look of a good draw. But we'll leave it at that. Three thirty is the Bronte Cup for Phillies. Five to two favorite. Believe in love. Anything here, chaps? She's opposable, isn't she? She's flopped the one start at York. Form doesn't overly amount to much. Um, Glenarty caught my eye at Goodwood. They've kind of been waiting for soft ground for her and forced their hand and ended up running on, on good to firm ground at Goodwood. Um, if this rocks up any with, with some cut in the ground, I think she's, she's, uh, she's going to go close. She was behind silence please last time out who, who admittedly was unlucky but she got checked and was keeping on late in the day uh, 11 to 2 6 looks fair um, to, to my eye um, yeah yeah good interesting as well that it was uh, struck into on its left hind uh, on its reappearance run as well uh, so for Glenartney backers and, and Quentin likes that that's that's some that's some plus that the horse might have not had things go right as well um, on reappearance um, anything else to add to this, chaps? Yes. Ooh. Six miserable-looking mares with three wins <laughs> on the uh, on what's visible on the racing post page. If you're at York tomorrow and a bell doesn't ring in your head before this race telling you to piss off for a Charlotte's ice cream, it means somebody's <laughs> nicked the fucking bell out of your head. What's worse than six miserable-looking mares? On Seven. a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, never anything to like uh, top that. No, it is, it's a horrible race, isn't it? If you if you if you're if you're at York and you're having a bad, it really is a, a bad race to get involved. If you knew but believe believe in love was going to show a pre-rollo foam from last year, she'd win, wouldn't she? But she's too inconsistent. Don't like the race. Yeah, if you're betting in that tomorrow, Charlotte shut the ice cream stand, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah, Irish two thousand guineas, a very underwhelming contest, if I may say so. Don't get me wrong, Buckaroo's a very nice horse. Really like Buckaroo. You'll get a kick out of that if you bite that. Terrible. I know. It's that time of day. But yeah. Where's Dennis? 
Dusty G, you know. I'm I, John, John. I'm more of a Dusty G than Les Dennis. Dusty um, Jim, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so native trail is two to five for the uh, the Irish Classic in what is basically a Group Three outside of the uh, of the uh, Arabian Runner. Any thoughts here, chaps? It's surprising that Aidan O'Brien hasn't got anything else for. Uh, Ivy League to put in this race. You'd have thought Indeed. it'd be mob handed, wouldn't you? But obviously, they, they, I think they're all running scared of Native Trail. And he's he's got so much in hand that he can afford to run £10 below his best. Yeah. I mean, in fact, he can because he's rated 121, and I think the next one's rated 110 or 110. 110. Yeah, he's, think... got so, he's got so much in hand. But why hasn't Aidan O'Brien got anything in apart from Ivy League? Very strange. I know. Like we commented it off air, and we said we said if if Native Trail scratched for a stone bruise or something yeah, tomorrow, exactly, yeah, this would be equivalent to a Group Three. And his Ivy League, he, got, he only won a handicap two races ago. It's not as if he's, he's one of his best three-year-olds, is it? No, it's, yeah. it's, it's very odd. But I agree. I, I'm I'm scratching my head at like all the talent in Ireland, uh, you know, in in the UK, and and this is what we're left with. It's where the native trail scared them off, and they thought, "Well, we can't bother taking that on. Maybe that's had a, that's had an effect." But still, like you said, if native native trail scratches, it's, yeah. it's the it's the wealthiest group three you've ever seen on the planet. Yeah, there we go. N- Neville John. It's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> Is this let the dog in, John? The, the dog will be in definitely. <laughs> Is it, is it taste the difference, Patty? No, it's our one flavour. It's just Brussels sauce. <laughs> okay. It's a texture. Yeah. Well, like, I, two to five looks fair to me, don't it? Like, if you... Yeah. How many, how many, how many times... Like, you, you look at the race, you go, you know what, if he, he's been beaten three quarters of length on the wrong part of the track at HQ, yeah. a track that clearly doesn't suit him, the cover suits better, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking two to five this horse. No, I don't. I, I, you, you're betting on traffic, aren't you? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, when you see an odds on chance, they think, oh, I can't, I can't say, you know, what a ridiculous price. Like, you'd be forgiven if this went off one point two five on the exchange. That, that's what I, I think you'll head towards. Would well, you not consider doing him in running though? Because he, he always seems to come off the bridle come off at it, yeah. a relatively early stage, and. But I, is the, mar- I mean, is the market I, cottoning on to that now? Like, maybe. And he's, he's also racing against trees, essentially. Well, not trees, but he's, he's good ball-shaped trees. He's going to perform to, to, to make hard work of it, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I, again, are we backers at two to five? Yeah, if, if someone says, right, you've got to lay two to five or back at two to five, I back at two to five, but then my, my glass is far full and I love a shorty. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this should be probably shorter than two to five, to be honest. Um, I think it's the price really to get a clean run and not have bellyache, um, is, is more or less the, the scenario, uh, that, that we're left with for native trail. But anyway, I think that's it. That's all we can say on the Irish. I mean, I mean, 11 to 10 buckaroo, maybe without native trail, maybe something you're interested in because buckaroo's a nice horse. I think, he, I think he's going to be really good. Over a mile, mile and a quarter this season. Eleven to ten's fair, I think, without native trail. But but anyway, we'd rather be with native trail at two to five, unless you're Neville. He wants fives. 
that's all from us. Even. <laughs> that's all. That's all from us. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back on Sunday to talk drugs and everything that, that's shady about the game. Don't miss it on Sunday. Great show. That's all from us. Bye for now.